Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Stacy Pressman. Stacy Pressman, how the hell are you? Doing great. How are you doing? Well, I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy to be talking to you. It looks like uh, I follow you here on Twitter. You're Stacy Pressman, and I think you're Stacy Pressman uh, on Instagram as well. You got the social handles. You're that big of a comic. Yep, got it everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're also StacyPressman.com. And I see on these uh, socials that you are going to be our next mayor in New York City. Yes, I will be. I will be the next mayor of New York City. I will get De Blasio out of the office, and I will sit in the in the in his uh, Gracie Mansion room and uh, redecorated. Oh, good, good. And it sounds like you're still you're still raising money to get on the ballot. But once you're on the ballot, you're going to be able to solve all of New York's issues. And kind of what are what are some of the things that you think are facing? Uh, what are some of the issues you think are facing New York City that Stacey Pressman is the person to solve? Well, first of all, um, I'm going to clean up the city. It's disgusting. Uh, garbage is number one. Education. Obviously, uh, I want our infrastructure to we need a, a better infrastructure in New York because everything is like from 1935. It's like basically yeah. New York's like a pre-war building is essentially what New York is. And it, needs to, <laughs> it needs to be updated. And I, th- I, th- I think at some point they just stopped kind of building subway lines and things and they even stopped maintaining them. So yep. can we expect all the all the trains to run on time if uh, when Stacey Prosman is the mayor? Yep, and they will not stop in between stations for sure. Oh, good, good. And kind of, yeah, how, how do you, my priorities, how do you... yes, one of my main priorities is transportation and education. Because I've worked in the school system, that's a disaster. A lot of the public schools, they just let, they let a lot, let, you know, they let ear pods in the schools, and that's really a problem for me. The teacher will be yes. teaching, and the, air, the kids have the ear pods on, and that's something that is unacceptable in the educational system, unless, of course, you know, it's part of the education, but yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever seen that in your audience that not much more can piss you off than the fact that somebody's listening to something totally different while you're talking? Um, I've seen, um, actually luckily in comedy clubs, it hasn't happened because they have to pay a lot of money to see me. So, uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> they paid, they paid good money to see Stacey Prosman. No, no fucking iPod, uh, earbuds for them. Yeah. They, and they have to buy like two drinks. So they're not going to be listening to stuff. But I do, yeah. you know, I do get, you know, people do try to record you, which is a problem. So I, I've stopped that. That's so you kind of, uh, that's a, that's an announcement during your show that you can't bring in recording devices and things? No, a lot of comedians have that. It's like, that's a big deal with comics that we don't like people recording us during our shows. People think it's like, you know, it's like going to Broadway and like taking your cell phone out. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't record it's the like, line. Not- thing. You know, you can't do that. <laughs> Well, when they when they see your jokes, they just they, they think it's like a, an homage. They think it's they're being a fan. They're fanning out. They think Stacy Pressman is funny, and they want to spread the word. Well, I'm glad they feel that way, but they just can't record me. They have to be, <laughs> they have to keep it in their memory bank. Yeah, you're, you're like listen to my podcast, listen to the Pressman Hour. Yeah, exactly. Buy so my are, album, are, are, which I was going to record, but then we had a pandemic, and then I wasn't able to record an album. So, uh, was that a, that was about to happen? Huh? You had it yep. all set up, ready to go. Of course, and then See, it, you know, it's been, yeah, it was five months later, and it's not done. So there you go. 
So give to my Patreon, the Pressman Hour Patreon page. You know, if you can't buy my non-existent album yet. So. <laughs> and is all the material still going to be fresh when you're able to kind of go to a club and record it? I'm going to do all new material. I mean, there's no way I'm going to have the same material. You know, I mean, so I'm many. sure some of the jokes will be the same. But I, have, I mean, as a comedian, it's your responsibility to write new jokes after what we just went through. Right. You can't yeah. have the same exact jokes. So I think a lot of comics are going to come in with a new perspective on life. So, I mean, you did, you weren't like, you were about ready to tape a special and the pandemic threw that for a loop. And so are you saying that that material is currently available on your pa Patreon page? No, it's not, it's not anywhere. Uh -huh. um, You're just going to write new, on, material, new, new material. Right. Because of no, the right. I mean, I'm sure I'll have you some of the stuff, but I'm, 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 one of my point is being that like, you know, after five months of living mm -hmm. a totally different existence, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you you know, we're not like life has changed. So it's it's like you have to go with that. You can't you know be stuck in the old world. We're in a new world wow. now. Wow, you're you're a true comic. You're a true. I mean, you know, instead of taking that old material and being like, "Hey, man, let me throw it out there," you're like, "Dude, the world has changed. Stacy Pressman's, you know, her material has to change. She has to throw out the old stuff, and it's all new stuff, new world comedy." Yeah, I think a lot of the comics, and I think a lot of the comics I know are, I mean, obviously there's stuff, that, you know, your childhood, or you talk about stuff like that, but, you know, anything like in modern day, it's just different. It's just, everything's different. You know, the world, you know, now with, yeah, like, it's just different. You know, how do you pretend it doesn't exist? You can't, like, pretend something doesn't exist, but it exists. Yeah. And so kind of, you know, what is, what's going to kind of, you know, after the pandemic, it's changed everything. Certain things might kind of bounce back, but there, there's probably a series of things that will never be the same again. Do you think that live comedy will kind of bounce back or do you always see that, you know, do you think it's going to be forever changed? I think things will bounce back once people feel safe enough to be in crowds, obviously, but I don't think it's going to be so quickly. And yeah. it, it means bouncing back slowly, but I think once things are sort of like back to normal medically will be okay. Right. And then, then, you know, then we'll be in a different state. And then I think then, um, comics will redevelop their material. Cause we haven't had a chance really to do our material. Like we, you know, three spots a night, they're not, they don't exist anymore or two spots a night. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Or even once a week, you know, I, I, you know, at the very least. So, I think that people are going to have to get back on stage and redevelop and stuff, but I think it's going to be a growth. I think comedy is going to be, it's going to grow. I'm being positive about it. <laughs> and then, I mean, the audience will feel safe at some point. When, when do you think that you're going to start feeling safe going to three spots a night? You know, especially if you have to commute on the trains, which might or not, which might or might not be clean, depending on whether or not Stacey Prosman is mayor. Well, the trains will be immaculate and we'll have brand new filtration systems yeah. in place and the trains will work really nicely. But besides that, um, I don't I haven't been on a subway train since the pandemic. I've been in Ubers and Lyfts. I do occasionally see my boyfriend at, on the LIRR. So that's okay. I will take that. Yeah, a lot of that stuff, they're, they're now saying it's airborne. So even like, you know, six foot, they're saying at a certain choir concert at a church, 68 people got sick and there was social distancing and masks and things. It was just the fact that wow. if you're in, in indoors with a lot of people singing 
and breathing, you know, inhaling and exhaling. Everybody's really a super spreader. And one woman, she, the, the kind of person who had it to begin with, didn't get anywhere close to the 68 people. It was just they were all breathing that same virus-filled air. And so yeah. filtration systems is a great point on your part because I don't care if everybody spends millions of dollars on wipes. If you're in the room with all these people talking for, for half an hour in school, you better have a good filtration system. And those can exactly. get expensive. Right. So I think yeah. people should invest in filtration systems. I think I think that's a good investment. I think, you know, that, that those businesses are going to boom. <laughs> filtration, yeah. you know, uh, plastic, you know, barriers. You know, that's all going to be like huge business, I think. I mean, I know that Walmart yeah. and Broadway, is, they're, trying, they're fixing the club up right now to make it ready, you know, to go. I mean, it, you know, live performance. I mean, I also do theater and I love doing theater. And I was I was actually going to go into rehearsal for a show and that also stopped too. So wow. yeah. And also film production stopped. You know, film and TV, uh that SAG after shut it down. So that hasn't been filmed. Like so you're not gonna be seeing any SUV anytime soon uh, <laughs> here in New York. Well, I like the, net, the, the, ra the rape show, but yes. <laughs> the next SVU I want to see is when Stacey Pressman is mayor. Right. So can you get me? Can you get me Mayor Pressman on the phone? Yes, she's right here. That's my phone. She's always accessible. She's right here. Um, and, and to the extent the filtration systems, you know, need to go in public schools, and they probably do. It's going to be expensive. And are you are you fine raising taxes? Do you think people will uh, pay for that amount of safety when it comes to education, provided that students are not also wearing earbuds i think that they need it's not just the well obviously the fil filtration systems and the and this you know the infrastructure of the schools i think the the education system period the teachers need to relearn how to teach i know i know that sounds very harsh but a lot of the teachers are great and some of them are just you know we need to re reteach our teachers we need to revamp our education system in just in so many different ways at least in new york and city and not all yeah, schools how much, are like that, obviously. There's some really great schools, but only a very few people get to have that chance to learn in those schools. Yeah, it, it can be tough to get a seat in the room with one of the best teachers in the city. And do you think that any of this is federal guidelines, you know, like uh, No Child Left Behind or whatever? Does that dictate kind of what kind of teaching these teachers need to do? Or do you think a good teacher can, can teach well regardless of what federal guidelines may apply? I think that a teacher, a, a good teacher, needs to engage their students uh, in a way, in you know, and every student learns differently. So some, you know, they, we all learn differently. So I think that needs to be taken into consideration. And I think, yeah. you know, the common core is not a good thing. I, I don't know much about it, though I have experienced a little bit of it. And my friends hate it that are actually <laughs> the parents. So I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't have kids myself, but I do know that it's not a good way to learn. Uh, and did you have good, did you have good teachers along the way, and did you also have those same kind of mentors that helped you out when you were starting out in comedy long ago? That's two questions. Um, yeah. I did have very good teachers in high school, actually, that became good friends, and I'm still friends with them. And later on, and whatnot, and I've, you know, a few teachers along the way. I had some terrible ones, um, and my <laughs> mentors in comedy. Uh, I did have some mentors in comedy, actually. Good. Uh, and you're kind of serving that. You're serving that same role for others as as kind of other comics come up behind you. I yeah they yeah I do I I do help other comedians. I help them learn how to do road gigs and yeah I always help other comics. I mean I I had um, 
people encouraged me when I was starting out. I, you know, I, there wasn't a lot of, when I started out almost 20 years ago, um, it was very different. It was, it was very, very different. You didn't see a lot of women doing stand up. You didn't see a lot of headliners, female headliners wow. either. So now it's very different. But back then there was some obviously, but it wasn't like it is now. At what at, at what point did yeah at what point did that change and kind of how did you change along with it like you know were you among the first to kind of to kind of headline or or were some of the women ahead of you um, that you looked up to were were they the first headliners? Well, you know, you had like Wendy Lehman, Kathy Ladman, uh, of course, Lane Boozler, uh, Joan Rivers. You know, I'm not you know I'm talking about the great comics that I grew up watching. Sarah Silverman, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. They were all they're more my generation, obviously, but. Um, those are the women I watched. I started comedy a little bit later. They were like sort of their twenties. I started in my early thirties because okay. I was doing acting. And so, um, when I started going on the road, there wasn't a lot of people like just normal comics that weren't huge celebrities. You didn't see a lot of, you know, you saw people like Lori Kilmartin and, uh, I'm trying to think of all the names of the people I used to watch growing up. Uh, they were already in the game, you know? And, yeah. and so when I'd go to a town, they'd be like, we don't have any females here ever, you know, like, oh my God, it was like that. <laughs> ass. So, um, I mean, I, I, I must've gone to like 30 different towns and they never had a female comedian. I mean, when I first started in like the early 2000s. So yes, it, wow. it definitely has changed. Now there's like all female shows all over and it's definitely different. It's a different world. There's a lot of female headliners out there that aren't huge. They weren't, you know, that, you know, they're, they're normal comedians. You know, you see a lot of, yeah. people, you know, so I was never like one to be like, you have to put more women on. I was never like that, but I just, I found it jarring when I would go to a town and they said, we've been doing a show here for 20 years and you're the first female, you know, that's happened. Wow. Quite often. Yeah. And so you, you kind of learn and you're able to teach others that you can book a profitable tour if you're a woman and you're not necessarily a celebrity yet. Right, exactly. And, yeah. you know, it's also, you know, also earning your, your price and how to, I, I help a lot of women like earn their, like a lot of times they undercharge terribly. And, you know, one of my uh, dear friends, Carol Montgomery, who actually sold women of a certain age and it's, you know, on Showtime, she like mm -hmm. taught me about that a lot, how, you know, you really got to ask for your price and, and, you know, and not be afraid because it is a business you know people are making money from you you go there they they're selling drinks and you're telling jokes and if they want you to come they you have to you know demand a certain price and so it's not just saying yes to whatever minimal price they give you but it's also doing the math in your head okay how much how many seats do they have how much are they charging exactly. how many drinks are they going to be able to sell yeah yes Exactly. And that, that can, yeah, that can be difficult for a new comic. You know, you think that some new comics are just like, yes, absolutely. Whatever your price is, that's what I'll pay. But it takes Stacey Prossman teaching them. No, they're making so much fucking money that you're not seeing. Right. Exactly. I think, you know, there, there are times when comics get hard. I've gotten horribly underpaid, you know, for shows I've done. And just I want to do the show. I mean, so I've been, you know, it's kind of a, you get caught up between a rock and a hard place sometimes. You know, it's about saying no to get the right gigs and stuff. It's a little, it's a game. It's like any other business, I guess. You have to look at it as a business, too. I mean, yeah. when you're doing open mics, you're doing open mics. But once you start doing professional work, you want to be seen as a professional and you got to be treated like a professional. Yeah, yeah. You better look at it like a business because the people who are making bank are looking at it like a business. Exactly. Okay. I mean, no one's and are you talking about now? No one's making bank now. That's the sad. That's the sad part because 
people are just happy to get on stage right now. And there's not a lot of bank when you perform in front of cars or in a diner, people are forming, you know, parking lots and like, you know, backyard patios. I mean, it's, you know, people are trying to get shows together that are, you know, safe or whatever. And so they're just trying to get whatever they can, which I totally understand. And I would love to perform in someone's backyard if they have me right now. So if you have a pool, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like a sliding scale it's like yeah sometimes you know instead of money you just got to you know shake off the rust and make sure your chops are are sharp for when you get you know get back on the big the big money stage right or just the regular yeah right when you get back into the crowd so i yeah. i mean hopefully it'll be back by you know 2021 but you know with you know hopefully this will be something of the of, of the past by then yeah, let's hope. Yeah, and so I mean, are you talking about this stuff on the Pressman Hour? Um, we took a little break uh, for a few weeks, but yeah, we're gonna we we. I, I didn't want to just talk about quarantine and this. So my co-host, God bless you, Angela Riley, shout out. She lost a hundred pounds over the last wow. year, and like most of it during the quarantine. So uh-huh. she's like in buff shape. Follow her, Angela <laughs> Riley. I think she has a AR. AR Fitness 78 on Instagram. You can see amazing how amazing how amazing she looks. Um okay. yeah, I mean we're gonna start talking about I just I needed a break a little bit of the podcast because I was just talking about the same frustrating thing. So I, I we're ready to come back uh after a few weeks. We took a little break. But in and, the meantime, you're just you're just raising money for your mayoral run. Yes, I'm getting ready for the mayoral run. I'm planning it out. I have a web designer doing a site for me and I'm, you know, making different connections of the things I need to do. I'm writing policy out for the website and for the public, obviously, and all that. Yeah. And do we know who you're facing? I mean, de Blasio, is he term limited? Is he not running again? I don't think he is. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm running most likely under the Libertarian Party, which I'm. Okay. So, um, you know, it's going to be hard because it's a smaller party, I guess. So. I'll be running against, you know, the typical Democrats and Republicans. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know yet. It's not till 2021. So I have time to sort of get this campaign going. Oh, good. Because I mean, yeah, some of it's going to be affected by how, you know, how the pandemic and how to safely emerge from that and how to make sure, you know, schools are safe so that the good teachers can continue to teach. And and my question is, the good teachers that you knew, you know, coming up and that you're friends with now, are they going to be your Department of Education leaders? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, have, okay. I, have, I have a really great group of people that I have as my advisors and whatnot in different industries. Okay. And different and different sectors, so I'm excited about that. And you have the arts covered because you have nothing but uh, notable comedian friends. Right, exactly. The arts covered. <laughs> I have, I have um, friends in the de- fire department, police department, um, uh, health. You know, I, I I'm I'm like I'm ready to like take over the city. Oh, good. Well, I mean, it's a, I can't I can't wait to follow your mayoral campaign. It's going to be. Um, it's yeah. going to be as a change a change agent, and, and and we really need change now because that De Blasio guy ain't cutting it. No, he's not doing his job. So Pressman has to take over Mayor twenty twenty one. And why? That sounds. Like, yeah, we're gonna follow that at Stacy Pressman. You're on Twitter at Stacy Pressman, and also Instagram Stacy Pressman and, and Stacy Pressman. Facebook page, Facebook fan page. Don't forget about that too. 
Oh, good. Yeah, I, I, I imagine it's pretty robust. I mean, Facebook for certain comics are not, you know, is, is kind of crickets. But for Stacey Pressman, I imagine it's pr- it's pretty large and strong. Yeah, it's it's going strong. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Verified good. I'll give it up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. dude, she's verified across, and, and how could she not be? You know, 20 years of comedy, she's going to be the next mayor. Stacey Pressman verified. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This is great.